You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name is Owen and we've got a jam-packed show for you today filled with great recommendations of what to watch at home and what's on in your local cinema. We've got action comedy there's some drama a little bit of romance hello and some terrifying horror speaking of terrifying horror look it's rory i i seen i seen that coming and there's nothing i could do about it all right hi <laughs> hello there it's great to have you what special guests do we have on our show today rory We've actually got the stars of Candyman. Uh, so we've got Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and Tayona Paris. Uh, if you don't know them from Candyman, which you might not because it's not out yet, you probably do know them from Aquaman or Watchmen or Tayona Paris you might recognize from the recent WandaVision show. Uh, so two huge up-and-coming stars, both on the show this week, talking about the sequel, sequel reboot to Candyman. Lovely stuff. Looking forward to that. And don't forget, we know the real reason you're here. It's for free pizza. Yeah. All you have to do to get your hands on some delicious Chicago Town free pizza is head over to our Twitter account to enter the competition. That's exactly what Seamus did last week. And now Seamus is sitting at home stuffing his face full of those pizza goodies. So congratulations, Seamus. You're welcome. Now, all of this week, I don't know about you, but my spidey sense has been tingling. It's either that or I might need to go and see a doctor. Roy, why is this happening to me? I'm... I'm just going to focus on this on the Spidey Sense stuff, I think, because I'm not a doctor. No matter what my LinkedIn says, I'm not a doctor. So after the leaked trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, Sony and Marvel and Disney all came together and actually released the proper trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And it is full of... It's full of stuff, Own. There's a lot of stuff in this trailer. People are breaking it down. People are having breakdowns while watching the breakdown. There's a lot to get through. But the stuff I want to focus on specifically is maybe the stuff that people aren't fully aware of. So how much stuff do you know already, Owen? Okay, well, obviously, I was very excited about this. There's no way I watched the leaked trailer. Duh. No. Um, so when I watched the officially released one, uh, the main focus for me is the excitement of who's going to appear within the multiverse. Uh, other villains, other Spider-Mans, Spider-Men. So that's, uh, that's what I'm interested in hearing about, please. Right, so we have heard rumours for a while that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield might be making an appearance. They do not in this trailer, but that doesn't mean they do not in the film, obviously, because Sony and everyone have to keep some surprises for the finished film. What we do see for sure is Alfred Molina back as Dr. Octopus. He was in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Uh, we hear the Green Goblin laugh, that cackle, that infamous Willem Dafoe cackle, and his little pumpkin bomb. So we see that clearly in the trailer as well. Everything else is kind of up to the bay, um, but that's not going to stop me from just like digging down deep and freeze framing all of this. So potentially you see lightning strikes in the trailer. People think that might be Electro, which is Jamie Foxx back from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, in that same scene, you see the lightning strike is, uh, is set up with lots and lots of sand. So that could be Sandman back from Spider-Man 3 with Thomas Hayden Church. And there is a split second where something jumps out of the dark at Toby, uh, uh, Peter Parker. And people think that might be the lizard, which was, I think was Risa fans in the first Amazing Spider-Man. 
We already know Michael Keaton has confirmed he's coming back as the Vulture, but he's not in this trailer. But the other person who everyone thinks might be in it is Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, as Peter Parker's lawyer very near the start of the trailer when he's been accused of murdering Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who also might be in the film, but who knows because it's Mysterio. So it seems to be setting up the famous Sinister Six storyline where Spider-Man's fighting off some of his greatest villains of all time. Hopefully Spider-Man gets the help of other Spider-Mans or Spider-Men uh, in the form of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But again, who knows for sure, we will when the movie comes to cinemas December 17th. So not that, actually not that long to wait. Yeah, what I'm also hoping is, as well as those gazillions of villains, is that Spider-Pig from The Simpsons movie will hopefully make an appearance at some point as well. Fingers crossed for that. We can't but hope. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. Spider-Man No Way Home looks amazing. And now it's time for some big screen releases. Rory, what have we got? Well, first up, we've got Candyman. And I'm hoping that is uh, the last time I say the name of the film in this little review. Because, you know, you know the rules. Five times and he come get you. So the original was a bit of a 90s cult classic. Um, and this one has Jordan Peele writing the screenplay. Uh, and obviously we know he's a fantastic horror writer because he's given us Get Out and Us, both of which were highly lauded. Uh, for this one, it's kind of returning to the the area of the original movie, but it's it's been gentrified and it's all like rich, posh artists living in the area now. But the whole history behind Candyman is still very much kind of part of the neighborhood. It's just kept in a much lower key. And we're introduced to an artist in the neighborhood who's played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. And he decides to start an art project looking into the history of Candyman. And as he does it, he starts to realize that he has a very direct history with the original movie's story. Um, I will say it looks gorgeous. It is one of the best looking horror films I've ever seen. I will say all the performances are great. And unfortunately, I will say it's just not very scary. It's just for the whole film, I was like, where is the frights? Where's the scares? It's not even particularly tense. It just seems like a supernatural drama that happens to involve a, a, like a ghostly killer. Um, so I'm not sure. For horror fans, I think this might be disappointing. But for people like you, Owen, who hates, who hates the scary times, this might actually be your favorite horror movie of the year. It's still your candy, man. get razor blades in the candy police come around that's when i saw the true face of fear get on your knees hands 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 they beat him tortured him killed him right there on the spot a couple weeks later more razor blades and more candy he'd been innocent so he's who candy man ain't a he Can we just clear this up once and for all? It's not that I hate the scary times. It's just I don't feel like punishing myself uh, every so often and putting myself through this trauma. Although if you're saying, you know, 
like you have a higher horror tolerance than me anyway. Mm. So I still feel like even from watching the trailer, uh, this looks absolutely terrifying for me. But uh, I do remember seeing the uh, original one whenever I was a kid uh, with Tony Todd scaring everybody and everybody in school not saying uh, his name, you know, five yeah. times. And it's amazing the way that urban uh, myth can continue even to today. Plus the cast that you mentioned, they're all phenomenal. They're all going to be huge stars. So for those reasons, I'll still not be watching it. No, I didn't think you would. No. Okay, so as well as Candyman, that's only two times now, uh, we also have what being released this week? Well, uh, on top of Candyman, three times now, we've also got Irish drama Redemption of a Rogue. Uh, it is the it's It was released last year, kind of. It was launched at the Galway Film Flower, where it won both Best de- uh, Debut Feature and Best Film overall at that festival. So it's coming kind of, again, very highly lauded. The audiences absolutely loved it. It's a dark Irish comedy. It's got a Groundhog Day vibe where an Irish man returns home to a small Irish village out the west of, uh, out the west of Ireland for his dad's funeral. And his dad has left a stipulation specifically saying, I cannot be buried while it's raining. Uh, and the whole time the son is there waiting to put his dad on the ground, it never stops raining. So he's essentially forced to live the same day over and over again while his dad is slowly decomposing somewhere uh, because there's just issues holding onto dead bodies for so long. And the entire town is like, you've cursed us by coming back home and your dad's cursed us by this whole never letting it rain thing. Uh, the trailer is very funny. It does look like it has that. Ar- Irish people specifically have a very unique approach to death in that, like, we can't kind of help but make a joke out of it. So it does seem to nutshell that really, really well in that it is a very dark movie about death in the family, but still manages, you know, to be a comedy. Jimmy Cullen. I guess you could say he was also tired of the old living. Jimmy had to return home to face his demons. Damien? To earn his salvation. Sorry for never getting in touch, except for that time for the bail money. That money wasn't for bail money. That was for booze, dad, and prostitutes, dad, and crystal meth. Yeah, I love the premise that uh, they obviously can't bury him until it stops raining, which obviously will never happen, apart from one week in maybe July. Maybe. Um, but the other thing is it's written by a guy called Philip Doherty, and I have no idea if we're related. Uh, obviously, if this film goes on to bigger, better things, and Philip ends up making loads of money, then yes, we are definitely related. <laughs> Philip, hit me up. How you doing? Now, we've already talked about one excellent trailer from this week, and it's not our favorite trailer from the week because that comes now. This is for a brand new show that was actually filmed here in Ireland called Foundation. What can you tell us about this, Roy? Well, it's based on the classic sci-fi novel by Isaac Amatov. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Asimov. Asimov. Yes, thank you. Uh, so his book that I'm sure lots of people have read, but I have not. But I, I understand it's like super hard sci-fi um, between like Dune and the recent Blade Runner sequel and Raised by Wolves. It does seem like this particularly hard sci-fi is making a comeback, which I'm all for. Uh, this is set over 1,000 years in the future when a, a race discovers that they might be facing the, the total extinction of, of their particular kind of lifespan. And some of the scientists are like, we're going to have to do something very, very strong and very particular, and it's going to be tough, but we got to do it if we want to survive. But the rulers who, you know, 
are in charge and they don't really want the status quo to be upset. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's just leave things as they are uh, because we like being in charge and having all the nice things. And if you don't mind, let's not disrupt you know, the balance that we have going. So it's basically a 1,000 year chess game between the greatest minds and the most powerful people just at loggerheads trying to decide what the best course of action is for the for the future of this particular race. Um, the first few episodes are directed by Rupert Sanders, who people might know from the Scarlett Johansson live-action version of Ghost in the Shell. He also did that Snow White and the Huntsman movie with um, Kristen Stewart. And it's written by David S. Goyer, who people might know from The Dark Knight or Man of Steel. And, as you mentioned, it was mostly filmed in Ireland, in Troy Studios down in Limerick. I think it is, it was at the time, officially the biggest production ever in Ireland, even more so, I think, than Game of Thrones. I think the budget was higher. And it's coming to Apple TV in September. So it looks, if you, from the trailer you can see, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely epic. Jared Harris, Lee Pace, some brilliant actors in there. All the people behind the scenes are like at the top of their game. So I'm very excited for this one because it looks proper. Like It looks like a TV show you wish you could see in an IMAX cinema. That's, I think, the best way I can describe it. Let's break into our local IMAX and watch it there. <laughs> that's what we'll do. As you said, one of my favorite things about it is Jared Harris. And that man doesn't really make bad TV choices. He's been in Mad Men, The Crown, The Terror, and also Chernobyl, like four of the most uh, critically acclaimed series of the past 10 to 15 years. So if he's in this, I'm in this. So uh, this is a wee look at Foundation. When I was a child at the edge of the galaxy, I heard stories about a man who could forecast the future. But the story remained dark to me until many years later, until it became my story. Now, if you're wondering what you are going to watch at home next, don't worry, we've got you covered. There's some brand new shows and movies coming straight into your house. Roy, what have we got up first? Up first is Clickbait, which is a new dark thriller that's coming to Netflix, a limited series. I think six episodes should be able to watch, uh, available to watch on Netflix right now. It revolves around a father and husband who's played by Adrian Grenier, who people might know from Entourage or from the douchey boyfriend in Devil's Prada. He is taken away from his family and footage is uploaded of his ki- from his kidnapper of him holding up a sign saying, if this gets 5 million views, I will be killed. So that is a premise that people might recognize from a terrible Diane Lane thriller called Untraceable. Not a great setup, not a great start, but apparently it starts really, really well. But there was a, there was a show on Netflix earlier this year called Behind Her Eyes that starred Bono's daughter. And again, started really, really well. I was like, I'm on board, I'm on board, I'm on board. And it completely fell apart at the end. And every review I've seen of this so far has said the exact same thing. Incredible setup, and then an ending that will have you WTFing so hard that you're not fully sure what you've just seen. I know that doesn't sound like a recommendation, but someone telling me that something sounds so weird that they need explanations, that, like, I'm in. I'm like, all right, let's see what you've done. Let's see how bad a dumpster fire you've created uh, from something that initially sounded pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm on board, so... Yay. This is a message for Nick's kidnapper. He is a husband, a father, a brother. He's kind, loving, and gentle. I love you, son. 
You made a terrible mistake. Let him come home. Yeah, you've sold it to me as well. The other thing that got it for me as well, when I was watching the trailer, I was getting very uh, kind of Gone Girl kind of feels. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a, a bit of a swap in this where it's uh, Adrian Grenier's, or to give him his real name, Vincent Chase, uh, whenever he's been kidnapped in it. And also, I think his name in it is Nick, which is Ben Affleck's character name in Gone Girl. So there's just a lot of wee kind of similarities and reminders uh, there as well. But yeah, as you said, uh, if it's like a six-part, eight-part dumpster fire, then I'm all here for that <laughs> uh, as well. So uh, our next home release is, and I'm excited about this because I love that John Cena is going through this. Obviously, he's probably perpetually in the shadow of the rock when it comes to like, you know, wrestlers making the move to to the big screen. And I mean, that's pretty huge shadow to be stuck behind. Sure. But like I'm loving like this year already, he's had Fast Furious 9. Uh, he's also been in Suicide Squad as well. But what's his brand new film all about? His new one, uh, Vacation Friends. It followed like Cena. I thought he was quite funny in Trainwreck. I thought he was very good in in the very underrated blockers and in this he plays uh the the i guess the, the boyfriend of of a perfect female counterpart for him the two of them are absolute party animals and, and they live life to the fullest and they bump into a couple while on holiday in, in mexico and the couple are very uptight and they're here to relax and have like you know yoga retreats and go whale spotting but they, when they accidentally cross paths, they're like, you know what, we're going to live our lives to the fullest like John Cena and his girlfriend. And it's all like drugs and parties and booze and no schedules. And we're going to do what we want for a week. Yay. And it's all cool. But what happens on holiday doesn't necessarily stay on holiday because then when the uptake will come back home and think they can just kind of reset back to their previous life, they discover that uh, the party couple, they're more like, no, we we BFFs. And the F is forever, and we're going to follow you home, and we're going to make sure you party on holiday in your real life every day as well. Uh, so it's kind of it's a mix of The Hangover and a little bit of Wedding Crashers. Uh, it's it's not quite as good as either of those, but it is a perfectly reasonable, entertaining, like one hundred minutes comedy. There are plenty of actual funny jokes throughout it. And John Cena steals it. He he just is having a ball playing a maniac. Uh, and yeah, it's just a very, very easy weekend watch. So yeah, really recommend it. Excuse me, this is a private event. Oh, it's cool. We know the brand new We met these two animals down in Mexico. Why does the salt not taste salty? Oh, because it's cocaine. What? We actually brought it from home. Very, very easy if you ever want to try it. It's just a Ziploc and a full shampoo bottle. And it's so much more comfortable than my head in my ass. Mm. Lovely stuff. And we've all been there. We've all been on holiday when we've met those people and you never want to see them again after your holiday. So, uh, Ross and Gemma, this is a message to you. Please stop contacting me. We're not speaking ever again. Uh, and last but not least, what have we got? Wonder Woman 1984. It is the sequel to the massively popular uh, original Gal Gadot action comic, ho- comic book movie. And this, we've got uh, two villains who are facing off against Wonder Woman. I always have the issue whenever a superhero movie has more than one bad guy, you're like, it's no longer about the superhero anymore. Thankfully, that's not the case here because they still focus on Diana Prince and her weird relationship with Chris Pine's character in this one, which I'm not going to do a deep dive on, but you can have a look at the internet. They've they've broken it down much better than I can. But you've also got Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig in here. It's 
interesting what they've done. It's they do some big swings. Some of the action scenes are still very good. I have a lot of time for Kristen Wiig, a lot of time for Pedro Pascal. Their scenes in this are actually very, very funny. Uh, it, it feels more like they should have just leaned into the comedy rather than still try to make this like a proper action film. Uh, Gal Gadot is still great as Wonder Woman. It's just, I think, I don't know. There's something weird about this film. I just, it is, it's it's a weird blockbuster. It's a weird film that costs $250 million. And some of the storytelling choices they're making it are just very odd. I, I guess, again, like much like the, the other show we mentioned earlier, when something's weird, that's better than boring. So for that, yes, hooray. But it is, it's not, I guess, it doesn't fall into the kind of cliche generic superhero stuff when you see the decisions they take with some of the characters. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today, but you can save the world. No, absolutely. The worst thing uh, a film could be or a TV series is completely boring and you've just wasted your time on it. Now, if anybody is interested, we also did interviews with uh, the director, Patty Jenkins, and one of the stars of Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Kristen Wiig. So they're both up on Joe.e's YouTube page, so you can go and check those out as well. And I remember watching that film and absolutely loving it for a long period. And then I think, as you said, it kind of, oh, why are you doing that? What's going on there? Um, but still, if you're looking for um, an action-packed film uh, that's really well made, has some great action set pieces and Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal still in the show, uh, then this is definitely worth a watch. Now it's time for Pete's in a movie and I feel like I have to be brutally honest here because, Rory, we're friends, we've been friends for years, but... Our relationship has been strained since this brand new feature started because each week uh, we're trying to uh, win the love and the attention of the audience. Mm. Uh, each of us will choose a recommendation of a movie of what to watch this weekend or this upcoming week uh, whenever you are sitting down with a delicious pizza, Chicago Town pizza as well. Mm. And last week I chose Paddington and you went for Romy Michelle's uh, high School Reunion, which, again, I did take your advice on board. I sat down and watched it. I'd never actually seen it, but uh, very enjoyable. I also did watch Paddington the Go, and it seems like people agreed with me because uh, coming in with a whopping 61% victory to your measly 39%, uh, Paddington took home uh, the spoils as well. So anything to say for yourself there, apart from being a massive loser? Wow. Um I guess, you know what, I, I, I think my problem was I was trying to expand the viewers' horizons, whereas you were just, like, tactically aiming for a surefire win. And that's, I've, I've, I've learned from my mistakes, and that's, that's exactly what I've done this week. I've, 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 <laughs> I've, done, I've cheated like you do. How very dare you. Okay, well, what are you going for this week? Aliens. Oh, my God. Okay, for context, well, this is obviously Rory Cashin's favourite film, but why should people pick Aliens for pizza in a movie? It was just added to Disney Plus recently. Um, it recently celebrated its 35th anniversary, so believe it or not, it actually came out in 1986. Um, it is arguably the tensest movie ever made. It's one of the few sci-fi movies where the lead actress, Sigourney Weaver, was actually nominated for Best Actress. 
It is James Cameron's probably his best film ever made. Um, I could spend the next hour and a half talking about this in real time, while, why this is not just the best film uh, to pick from Pizza the Movie this week, but the best, the best film of all time. But, you know. Um, so, yeah, just watch Aliens, and you can skip over whatever Owen's about to say. <laughs> just hit fast forward right now okay well what i'm going for uh, maybe it is a cynical tactic again i don't know or maybe i'll just pick the winner but uh what i've gone for is it's actually a birthday celebration but not of the film but of the star of the film he turns 52 uh this week it's none other than mr jack black and the film that i've picked it's on netflix you should go and watch it because it is so so good it is school of rock um, it's amazingly funny. Jack Black is like, it's one of my favorite ever performances because so much of it is done in like those kind of one takes as well. And, uh, the amount of energy and enthusiasm that he brings. And you can tell that the kids just absolutely loved him. But the amazing connection to last week's show is it's actually uh, written by a guy called Mike White who was behind uh, The White Lotus, one of your recommendations last week as well. So it's a nice connection to that. But for those who are about to select School of Rock, I salute you. It's definitely the right choice. So we'll see how that goes uh, next week. Uh, that's pretty much it for this week. So I want to say a big thank you to Rory. Uh, thank you to everybody working so hard behind the scenes as well to make the show happen. Uh, thank you to our friends over at Chicago Town Pizza. Don't forget, head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account to enter our competition there to be in with the chance of winning those goodies. And Rory, who have we got to take us out today? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, we chatted to the stars of Candyman. So you're about to hear from yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen II and Teyana Paris, but they're actually not going to be talking about Candyman in this particular clip because I managed to get a word in about a film that's actually coming very, very soon and we know next to nothing about, but it's supposedly going to be arriving in Irish cinemas December 22nd of this year. And it's the fourth Matrix movie and yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen is actually in it. And since everything is still so top secret at the moment, I was like, can you tell us anything at all? And turns out he could. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited for that, uh, for that project. I forget about that project sometimes, <laughs> not because it's not amazing, right? It it's is amazing. It's a whole but, pandemic. But, but right? <laughs> there's a it's whole a lot. lot of history and movies yeah. and other things coming out. Yeah. Um, but I did get it's a little glimpse amazing. of something that's really cool. Uh, I did get. A, I heard. I heard you. I got a glimpse of something that's really cool, and uh, yeah, I can't. I, I can't wait for everybody to see to see that thing that I saw. All the Matrixes. Is that right? Yes. So I primed myself. Yeah, for the I saw something. Tour. I did see something that's 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 really cool, and 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 it's 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 just cool. I, that's as much as I can say. You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Time Pizza. Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs>